Hey folks and welcome back to the Blue Light Podcast. I'm Brendan from Blue Light and this is the only place you need to be to discover and learn all you need to know about the police recruitment process and increasingly I'm also covering um, guidance for you to enable you to create this most amazing, fulfilling and successful career. So if you're watching this on video, YouTube, LinkedIn or Facebook, again, welcome to you. I'm covering both off at the same time. So I'm recording this as a video and as a podcast. Let's see how that goes. So boom or bust, police recruitment, boom or bust. And if you are a serving police officer, there's something in this podcast and video for you as well in terms of some opportunities in the very, very near future, which I don't think a lot of forces have spotted just yet. Some have, most haven't. So, boom or bust in terms of police recruitment. My prediction is we are not far off from bust. Why do I say that? Well, because of the 20,000 uplift, which was pledged in August 2019 by the Prime Minister and Home Secretary. And what they said was, over the next three years, we're going to recruit an additional 20,000 police officers. And before any of you start tapping away in the comments box, I know they're not extra at all. That's the phrase that they're using. They are not extra at all. Because uh, over the previous decade, due to austerity cuts, the Conservative government, successive Conservative governments, had cut back on the number of police officers to the tune of about 21,000. So actually, it's just replacing the officers that were lost as a result of austerity. So they're not extra. Let's get that clear. But it does mean, it has meant, that over the past two or three years, police forces have been recruiting on a consistent basis. There's very few forces that have closed off the recruitment window for a significant period of time. Some forces like the Metropolitan Police in Kent have had their recruitment window open all of the time. Others turn it off, turn it back on again, turn it off, turn it back on again. But they've been pretty consistently recruiting. And for those of you who have been in the police recruitment process and have succeeded or are still there at the moment, you're enjoying the boom years. Because in the decade before, quite a few forces, including my old force GMP, just stopped recruiting full stop. They couldn't afford to recruit any police officers because they had to get rid of so many and the only way that they can get rid of police officers is allow them to resign or retire you can't make police officers redundant why can't you make police officers redundant well because they're not actually employed so employment law only applies to people who are employed redundancy legislation only applies to employment law why aren't police officers employed well, they hold a very special place in society. They are servants of Her Majesty the Queen, which is why you often hear police officers refer to the Queen as the boss. They're not being showing a lack of respect. Indeed, they're showing respect because the Queen is, in fact, their boss. They are crown servants. You can't make a crown servant redundant. The legislation does not exist. So that's why they had to just wait for police officers to resign and retire, which meant they couldn't afford to recruit. Now, Greater Manchester Police, my old force, I think they recruited about 40 a year for about four or five years, which meant nothing really in terms of the grand scheme of things, but it was just keeping the wheel, well, I wasn't even keeping the wheel on, if we're honest. Um, GMP lost, I think it's something like 2,000 officers. They dropped to under 6,000. When I left, there were about 8,000. So that's a big, big drop, big, big drop. 
Anyway, so what happened was there was a, a, a real scarcity of recruitment. People, my clients would apply for forces anywhere in the country if they were able to be mobile just so they could get into the police service. Then the 20,000 uplift came and boom, suddenly every force is recruiting. And at this moment in time, looking at the data from September 2001, which was released at the end of October 2021, um, the headcount at the moment, full-time equivalent, is 139,908 police officers, which is a significant improvement on the baseline, which is 128,855 officers. And that's the baseline for the 20,000 uplift. So 11,053 of the 20,000 uplift have been recruited, which means that um, just under 9,000 need to be recruited by March 2023. Their bums need to be on the seats by the end of March 2023. And you might be thinking, March 2023, that's miles off. Keep listening and watching, folks, because it's not that far off if you're in the police recruitment process or you're thinking of joining the police. Right, you're going to have to forgive me here because I'm going to use a lot of numbers. And uh, I don't normally use numbers, but I need to use these numbers to demonstrate to you why we're about to go bust. So in the period of October 2019 to now, so that's uh, two years, there have been 166,615 applications to join the police. And by the way, all of this is government data, and I've got no reason to distrust it. Um, Which means that, if we look at the current numbers, uh, there's been 24,301 new recruits. That's a lot, isn't it? Let's just stop for a moment and just consider the impact of that. 24,301 new recruits over a period of two years. That's a huge number. And if we continue at that rate, what's that going to, what will that mean in the future? Well, the math is inescapable. What it means is by March 2023, about a third of all police officers in, in England and Wales will have less than three years service. It also means that by March 2025, about half of all the police officers in the country will have less than five years service. That is just insane when you think about it. March 2025, about half of all the police officers in the country will have less than five years service. They will be weighted towards the response teams and neighbourhoods and frontline officers because the specialist officers, it takes them years to develop the experience to become a specialist officer. So what this means is that the response teams are going to be really, really inexperienced. And that's why for serving officers, it's worth you listening to this podcast and watching this video because there's a massive opportunity for you there if you want to get promoted. Because who is going to supervise and lead and manage all of those teams? There's going to be a crisis of sergeants and inspectors. And in some forces like the Met, I'm already feeling that because I'm hearing from a lot of my clients that they are acting up as detective sergeants and uniform sergeants without even having a pass in their sergeant's exam. Can you believe that? That would have been unheard of just a few years ago. Anyway, I'm going off at a tangent. What this means is that about 14% of all applicants succeed in getting into the police. And that is about one in eight Sounds not bad odds, that. Not bad. Now, of course, for my clients, we even out those odds through the coaching I provide and the support I provide through one-to-ones, interactive webinars, my online courses, um, and my latest book. Let's see if we can find it and give it a shameless plug. 
Here you go. How to succeed in the police recruitment process, even if you have no idea where to start in your preparation. There you go. There's a shameless plug for you. And I'll actually, I'll put a link to the latest version of the book, which is an ebook. Uh, I'll put a link below in the blurb because in the ebook, I've also put some links in there to all of my top webinars, uh, interview question banks, and a whole load of other resources that are going to give you a fantastic foundation for your police recruitment journey. Okay, shameless plug over. Back to the data, back to the number crunching. So one in eight are going to, one in eight are succeeding at the moment. However, however, um, if we take away the number of police officers, who are recruited normally from that big figure, which is about 13, not about, it is exactly 13,248 police officers, so just under 7,000 a year, have been recruited outside of the uplift. That's to replace officers who are resigning from the police or retiring from the police. So very soon we're going to be back to that. By March 2023, we're going to be back to that number, that the police service is no longer going to recruit huge numbers every year, numbers which look something like, you know, 12, 13, 14,000 officers a year. They're going to be recruiting seven to 8,000 officers a year. And don't be surprised if we see further cuts as a result of COVID and the state of the economy. I predict that the screw will tighten a little bit. I don't think it's going to tighten as much as it did in 2009 and 10 with the austerity cuts, but I do predict there are going to be some cutbacks. So I can see from March 2023 that the picture will change. The bust will come. And what this means is that um, if about... 13,000 join every two years, about 7,000, 7,000 every year. And we look at the number of applicants to join the police. So 166,615 over a two-year period. We do the math again. And what that means is that only about 8% of all applicants will succeed in the process across England and Wales. That's about 1 in 13. So we go from 1 in 8 to about 1 in 13. The odds are getting more challenging for you. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, but that's a long, long way off. No, it isn't. Because for those of you who are applying now, it is highly likely that you could get a start date in 2023. Why do I say that? Well, because there's so many forces that are giving people start dates now. These are people who applied over a year ago, bearing in mind that for most forces, recruitment takes in excess of a year. Some forces are quite good at this. They've got it down to about six or seven months, but typically it's a year plus to get into the police because it's a very linear process that involves several steps and it seems to take forever for forces to go through that process. I know some of you have been hanging on for about two years for a start date. Now, for those of you who are getting start dates now, you are getting start dates of summer 2022, or for many of you, you're getting start dates of autumn stroke winter 2022. So only a few months after, and we'll hit March 2023. So for those of you who are applying now, it's highly likely you're going to get a start date, which is in 2023. I'll let that sink in. Um, unless you want joining one of the forces that's really quick with recruitment. When I say quick, it's still several months. 
which for me is still far, far too long. But that's that's another podcast. That's another video. So for most of you who are applying now, if you get through everything first time, that's the online assessment centre, your application form, the situational judgment test, the interview, the additional assessments, the role plays, the entry exercises, the briefings, all of those different things that different forces run. If you get through all of those first time, you're looking at a start date of 2023. So what that means is that in terms of the uplift, that bus is almost gone. That bus is about to leave. If you apply in another few months' time, you may find that the odds get harder because we're going to go from one in eight people succeeding in the police recruitment process to be to about one in 13. And that varies from force to force. Um, several years ago, West Yorkshire Police, only one in 25 got in. Durham, I think it was something equivalent to that. Sometimes I think for Durham, it was about one in 30. And that's not unusual. When I joined the police in 1985, yes, a long time ago, I joined the police in 1985 at Cheshire Constabulary, only about one in 40 applicants got in. So it's always been hard to get in. It's just been easier over the past few years because of this massive, massive uplift. The uplift is coming to an end. It is coming to an end, which means that that boom is also coming to an end. Now, one of the big issues as well, and I've not got the data around this, perhaps I'll do this as another video, is um, a couple of years ago, when the uplift was announced, every force was saying this is a golden opportunity, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, to ensure that the police actually represent the communities that we serve, that we are a part of. There's all sorts of big announcements about how we're going to increase the number of black and ethnically diverse officers. And do you know what? They've nudged it forwards just a little bit. I've not got the data in front of me, but when you look at the data, you just go, eh, is that it? Now, a lot of forces have managed to recruit more female police officers um, and more transgender officers, which is amazing, which is a big improvement. But they've missed the boat. They've missed the bus in terms of in, ensuring that the police service is re more representative. Now, some forces have nudged better than others, but the, that's all they've been. They've just been nudges. A massive, massive once-in-a-lifetime opportunity has been missed. Because it doesn't matter how hard they try with positive action now, the people who they're putting through the positive action processes, and by the way, I think there's a big issue with a lot of positive action issues in the first place subject of another podcast subject of another video um they are going to be joining in 2023 and if they apply in another month or two there's every chance they're going to be outside of the 20,000 uplift which means it's going to get harder and harder and harder for anyone to get into any constabulary in england and wales so to sum up, folks, it's going to get tougher. You need to get through everything first time. Now, I know this is a shameless plug, but there's several ways you can do that. One is you get my new book, How to Succeed in the Police Recruitment Process, even if you have no idea where to start in your preparation. They're going to put a link, actually, in the comments box to the latest ebook version of this, which is one cheaper it's half the price of the book on amazon which by the way has still got about five stars which i'm really really pleased about thank you everyone who's given it a review um, it's always a bold thing to publish a book 
you don't know how it's going to land and how people are going to like it. Well, it looks like people have liked it because apart from one or two grumpy souls who didn't like the style of writing, even though at the very beginning I say that, look, I didn't write this. I spoke into a microphone like this one and had it transcribed because I wanted to, it to be conversational. Some of you didn't like that. Oh, well, you know, can't please everyone, can we? My apologies if you don't like it. But anyway, there's a link to the ebook version. And the ebook version is especially, especially um, something which I think you'll like because it's got all sorts of links in there as well. Because it's an ebook, I can put links in it to all my latest webinars, uh, question banks, um, YouTube channel, uh, my podcast channel, uh, and all sorts of other resources as well. So um, I hope you enjoy that. Um, so anyway, we do need to get through everything first time. And I'm pushing that with my clients at the moment, the ones I do interactive webinars with, the one-to-ones, my online courses. They've got to get through first time now because the boom days are almost over, folks. We are approaching bust. Now, it's not that police forces aren't going to recruit, but like I said, the odds are going to get from about 1 in 8 to about 1 in 13, 1 in 14 across England and Wales. Now, we can even out those odds because if we're prepared and we practice we will become confident for the day of our assessments or the day of our interviews or whatever exercise they put in front of you whether it's role plays entry exercises briefings all the weird and wonderful things that forces do additionally to the online assessment center we need to get through them first time and with high scores as well so so many forces out there that are creaming off the top scoring individuals. Cheshire, my old force, the force I joined, are infamous for this. Only a couple of months ago, they took uh, a number of people through the recruitment process. Some of my, uh, quite a few of my clients succeeded. Uh, two of them didn't, but they did actually succeed. They got a letter to say, congratulations, you passed your online assessment centre, you passed your interview. However, your scores weren't high enough to secure a place in the next intake. And it wasn't that they're being put on hold. That was the end of the road. That was the end of the line for them. So we're going to make sure that we get through everything first time, folks. And that's why the book's there. That's why my services are there. That's why the amazing Facebook community is there. If you're not part of it, ask to join. Ask to join. Uh, There's almost 20,000 members of the Blue Light Police Recruitment Facebook group. Search it up on groups, ask to join an amazing group. Almost 20,000 individuals helping to support each other. So many posts every day, so many comments. I can't even keep up with them, but they're all really positive and all really helpful. Amazing community. And if you're part of that community, thank you for making it so amazing. In five years, we've grown to that from just one person, me, who started the group off. We are now where we are, almost 20,000 members. Absolutely amazing. So anyway, folks, coming to the end of this week's podcast, um, interesting stuff interesting times the future is going to be really interesting in terms of what's going to happen to police recruitment and it's going to be even more interesting for those of you who aspire to sergeant and inspector because all of those new officers are going to need leading and supervising so whether you're a potential recruit take notice and if you're actually in service take notice because things are going to be very different over the past few years to what they were a few years ago. And we need to be ready for that. So folks, I shall leave you with it now. I hope you enjoyed this podcast or if you're watching us on video, I hope it's been meaningful for you. And I'll catch up with you next time. Bye-bye for now.